three, two, one. Live, local, late breaking. This is Quarantine Road. None of which go with what we actually do here because this is not live, semi-local, and this news is not late breaking because it takes me two weeks to upload this shit. <laughs> Welcome to Quarantine Road. This is Jack Taylor. Lynn Thomas. What's good, people? Hope everyone's doing well. Hope everyone's safe in these weird times as they still are. And, you know, we're only in chapter six of a 12-chapter year. So, I mean, it hasn't slowed down on the weird shit. Lynn, uh, how, was, how you been? How was your weekend? Uh, I've been pretty good. My weekend was good. I actually traveled, which we can get into a little bit later. But uh, other than that, was good. Got some sun, caught some fish. What about you? Uh, I actually, well, with... You know, Maryland being kind of open now, it's open like a 50% capacity. One of my buddies, he works at uh, Guinness Brewery, and he like sent, sent out a text like, hey, soft opening, if you want to come chill, just come over. And he sent it to our whole group of friends. And how many, and then I sent it to my friends. And right. you know how many of those friends actually showed up? Zero? Zero, just me. <laughs> really? Because they, they were afraid of... I don't, I don't know. None of, some people didn't respond and others, they were at the beach and doing their own thing, but it's like, right, right. but it was nice. I hung out, we hung out and, you know, shot the shit. He fed me beers and I, I So that's I like a Guinness brewery in Baltimore. It's just like one of their breweries in America. Yeah. It's, it's their sole brewery in the United States huh. or in the whole, I think in the whole Western hemisphere, I guess you could say. Oh, and, uh, and is, does that have anything to do with the fact that there's like, Natty Bow there, which is like a big beer distribution thing. That's just coincidence. Good, good, good question. Natty Bow is brewed now in I think Milwaukee, Wisconsin. So the oh, only thing that stick it got bought out, yeah, uh, by like a parent company, then another parent company bought out Anheuser Busch. Yeah. But um, yeah, no, the only thing that stays here, and then people still buy it, they're just because of the name Natty Bow and the logo, but none of which. Yeah. It's just the history, but I, I don't know why that shows Baltimore as the the home grounds for the Guinness Brewery here in the States, but it's awesome, awesome place. If you ever make it up here, definitely yeah, a place cool. to go to. It's got, it's, it's uh, been, it used to brew other things there prior to Guinness moving in, but you know, it was cool. Anyway, that's, that's what I did. And then, fact about me is I've never had a Guinness. Really? Wow. That's, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. I kind of was like, and then this kind of changes my opinion now that I know there's like an actual brewery in America, but I was always just like, you know what, like, I'd kind of rather have the first one I have be in, you know, the British Isles somewhere, you know, yeah. like if I go do a trip over there, have it. And it's just like, I don't, I feel like I'm kind of like cheating the system by just ordering Guinness from like the local bar or whatever. But right. next time I'm in Baltimore, I'll definitely... I'll definitely change my plans to my first Guinness now being on American soil, but just in the brewery. I want to get yeah. like, you know. Well, they also do a lot of, like, they do their own, like, the, the Guinness Blonde is brewed here, and they have, yeah. they, do, they brew a lot of, lo like, uh, you know, they try new stuff at the place, too. So I was trying a bunch of all new shit. And cool. my buddy is really knowledgeable, Briz, shout out, on beer and music and all that shit. So we had a good time, even though he was so sober for most of it. At, well, like, that'd be beers, but. We, we grabbed a beer afterwards and shot the shit, so it was, it was good to hang out with him. Then I, uh, later that night, yeah, one of my other buddies from that friend group was in uh, Baltimore, and we hung out, and 
yeah, it was late in the night, so <laughs> it, it was it was it was a good time for sure last this past weekend. So was got glad I was glad to get out of the house for once. I was talking to my boss at work today, and she was like, "Yeah, it was it was." She went to Ocean City, and in Ocean City, uh, if you're local, and I should you should it might even make national news actually, is that Ocean City is ocean shitty. It's just trash. You've been there, right? I've been to. Uh, last year, I don't, I don't, I don't think I've ever been to Ocean City, but I think I went to Bethany Beach last oh, year. Bethany Beach is where it's at, dude. That's a nice place. Okay. It was either Bethany or Rehoboth. Are they close to each other? Yeah, well, it goes Ocean City is in Maryland. If you go a little farther north, it's Fenwick Island. Then north of that is Bethany, and then north of that is Dewey. And then north of that Dewey. is Dewey. I was in Dewey. I was yeah. in Dewey. And then uh, Rehoboth is just north of Dewey. Okay. So they're all within um, like. 45 minutes of one another. Right. They're, they're along the coast there. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, ocean yeah. shitty though. Huh? Ocean shitty. People are just beating people up on the, the, the streets and the boardwalk there for no reason at all. And then, uh, they're jumping on people's cars at stoplights. Like, and I asked her if it has anything to do with like the protests, what's going on. And well, we're like in week three of the protest. And she yeah. said she didn't think so. It was just like mayhem. And I was like, that, Ocean shitty needs to be bombed and gassed and just like right. put down. That's very uh, Florida of them. Yeah, and uh, our the governor had to put out like a he put out a notice and he had to address the whole issue, basically saying like, "What the fuck, guys? What are you doing? Like, settle yeah. down." And it's yeah, just yeah. goes. It's like <laughs> Ocean City is known as like the family beach. They have some like commercials. I don't even remember. It's like uh, Ocean City, Maryland's family beach. It's like. All I've seen there is old people, leathery old people throw up on the beach, young people piss their pants, uh, people doing backflips on the buses. And I've only been there once. And I told yeah. myself I wasn't going to do any of those. And then by the third day I was there, I was all three. Nice. Yeah. Nice. So, and, you, get uh, uh, you get affected by the. the Sorry, ex girlfriend, for being a fool. Um, <laughs> I'm repenting for my past. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trust me. I'm uh, a grown person now. Speaking, I realized what I was doing was wrong. Speaking of <laughs> lessons learned. Fucking sick. <laughs> yeah. So uh, lessons learned also. This is actually something I wanted to bring up. Uh, is there any, I do have a lesson that I learned this week, which goes with uh, making bad decisions. Do you have any lessons that you would like to tell the listeners as to bad decisions or something you learned as we all grow towards you know, growing out of our youth and trying to become adults or act like some sometimes. Yeah, I mean, none, like, no, like, major ones that come from the top of my head, but I would just, I mean, a lesson that you do know and you should know and you should always abide by is, like, put sunscreen on because <laughs> I, my whole back is just tomato red right now. I put yeah. sunscreen on everything else and I was like, you know what, I, you know, I'm not going to be facing the sun with my back that much. I think it'll be fine, blah, 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 blah. And then, you know, come to know it, there's like a freaking, I look, you know, if you like put me in front of a bowl right now, I'd get attacked. <laughs> like, that's what it is. And now it's finally starting to peel. So it's gross. So nice. I would say just like, just always put on sunscreen. Even when you're like, you know, I don't think I need it. Who cares? Just put it on, you know? Yeah. That's a, that's a good, great life lesson. And I feel like no right. one ever, at whatever age, they don't listen to that or yeah. they don't follow that. So, but that is definitely something that you need to, do especially if you don't want the cancer as cancer, uh, as you turn the ripe age of 30 right 
Speaking of lessons learned, so this is Jack Taylor being an idiot like usual. Yeah. So uh, rather than getting, I guess, going from work to home, work to home, basically my life is blended into one big amoebic just bullshit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. One, one thing, and I'm sure with everybody too, but one yeah. thing that I do have, and I was like, no, let me fire up the old gambling apps and uh, on the phone and you're playing computer it's blackjack oh and the lesson to learn here everybody before i even say what happened is when you play the computer in blackjack you're gonna fucking lose (laughs) (laughs) so i went up i went up five hundred dollars on it like five hundred dollars i had in the pocket leave and uh no i didn't leave and then uh, I, I, w- I left at 400 bucks, so I got paid out 400 Okay. And then I was like, dude, I'm feeling fucking good, baby. Yeah, so the next, Yeah, and then I went back in, went up another 500 bucks. Damn. And I should have left then. I was like, dude, that's 900 bucks. That's, you know, more than people are making these days. But <laughs> yeah. me, me getting that itch, I'm like, oh, dude, let me, like, this is free money. When you think of that, never think of it as it's free money. It's like money that you have pocketed. Just put it away. Right. I burned all of it. I burned that whole thing. And then, then I got the itch again. I'm like, why did I just burn 500? Yes. I, I had $500. I, I'm like, I can beat the computer. Clearly, I can beat the computer. I'm no puss. I've done it twice. Yeah. I've done yeah. it twice. And now I'm in the whole $150 overall. So Nice. You know what that means? That means. Stop. <laughs> yeah. I, I stopped. I stopped. Right. You paid, paid your $150 for your fun, and now it's over. That's all yeah. I think of it. It's like, all right, you know, in order to get to, to like amusement park to ride on roller coasters, you got to pay the sixty-five dollar ticket. Yeah. Just paid, you know, two sixty-five dollar tickets to play your. Uh, little and you know, you yeah. had your you, you have your rush, you have your gamble, but do right. not play the computer. Oh. It's you it's literally so I would I would get I would get twenty I would get twenty, or I would I would get two queens and I would split it and I would get like a nineteen and a twenty again. I'm like, dude, I, I've doubled down. I'm gonna hit. And they have a, they're showing a four, a phase four. And then they flip it over. It's a six, then a two, then a five. And then they get 21. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. And then it just rakes. It did that like six times. And I'm like, all right, well. There's uh, one thing when it comes to just like actual gambling in a casino, because it's like a human. But like, who's to say that. Exactly. Yeah. Not spinning out those cards so that, you, you know, it keeps you on the line. It keeps you on the line get a little bit get a little bit it's like okay let's just put the cards out to beat him for the yeah, next six and that's exactly what happened so lesson learned computer blackjack is a no-no everybody yeah yeah that's a good one you would think i've learned that years ago but you know you still get that ish sometimes years ago but uh so i'm glad uh so you're at the beach or something what'd you do actually flew to florida okay hell yeah florida. oh uh were you hanging out with uh casey or yes. something Yes, I was. He, uh, one of my friends from college, his parents have like a beach house. Down, not a beach house, not on the beach. It's like on one of the like little canal thingies. Yeah. And uh, still sick. Yeah, still sick. Yeah, still sick. Um, and he went down there like the beginning of Corona, like three months ago, because he didn't want to live in his apartment with his roommate. He didn't want to, you know, he couldn't, didn't want to go live with his old parents. Well, you know, there's yeah, open yeah. house in Florida. He doesn't have to be at the office. Why not just go? So he was there for like three months and he's like, come down. So I came down and 
I mean, it was incredibly, all right. So I flew on a plane, which is like, you know, the scariest thing of Corona because you have to go into the airport with all these people. You have to get into a plane where, you know, you just think that it's just recirculating your farts basically, but I've come well, to Well, it is, is, it is. What, but then you, you do get new air circulated in there for sure. I, I where, where, where's the new air coming from? Like They have like oxygen tanks on it. Like they like bring air, you know, like they have fresh air in tanks. And I think somehow they can capture air from the atmosphere, even though it's like less air. I think they can do something with that. Yeah, less oxygen. I know what you meant. Yeah, but continue. But you want to hear the, the process of going on a plane nowadays? Yeah, yeah, let's hear it. So I'll start off by saying it's the best. It's <laughs> absolutely the best to fly during Corona. And I hope that it just continues this way. Absolutely no, no one in the airport. Flew out of Atlanta at like 6.30, my flight was on Thursday night. Absolutely no one in there. Took me 12 minutes to go through security. You had to wear a mask while going through security, but as soon as you got out, like masks weren't required. Um, no one in the terminal, pretty much. It's like, like 10% capacity, basically. The planes now, they don't do middle seats. They don't occupy, they don't sell the middle seat. So like you have twice the amount of legroom. You can just wow. sprawl out because you have a, you know, an empty seat in between you two, which is like, you, you either want the aisle or you want the window. Whichever one you get, great. And the problem is like some fatso sits in the middle and squishes you. Now, how, is it, how is it always a fatso? They're always, well, it seems always. like they're always late to get their tickets or into the last boarding group. Yeah. And then you're sitting there like not trying to make eye contact and like, I'm usually take the aisle and I'm assuming you do too, because you got more leg. Yes, correct. And, uh, you know, so I just like, one, I have my knee out there, like as the last people are coming in, I have my head, like, just like looking down and like, yeah. you see them wandering on. I'm like, fuck, here they come. Yeah. And then they're just like, breathe on you. Like, <sighs> can I sit there? And you're like, yeah. And you put a smile on. Yeah. Hey buddy. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, just know my my elbow is going to be in your stomach this whole time as punishment because you're taking up too much space, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be nice about it either. So actually, you want to hear my theory on why it seems like fat people are always sitting in the middle seat? It's probably mean and probably stereotypical or whatever bullshit you want to call it, but I would assume that more often than not, fat people make less money, and I'll say that they make less money because. One, you don't, you, people only want to hire good looking people. That's just the, the normal thing. If you're good looking, you're going to get hired over a person that's not good looking. That's, that's only how I get jobs these days. Right. That's only how people get jobs. Yeah. Two, if they're living their life in a certain way where they're getting to be the point of fatness, there, there's like, there's obviously a flaw in the way they live their life, which I would assume is just a microcosm of their life in general. You know, maybe they don't, you know, check their bills all the time and they've got credit card debt or, you know, whatever it is. So I think if you like combine the idea that fat people in general live less successful lives, then you put them in the category of buying a cheaper ticket, buying or you know not getting in the earlier boarding groups or whatever it is, so that they're the last people on the plane and can't choose an aisle seat or can't choose a window seat and just get put in whatever's left. And I think that might have something to do with it. So, now these are wild extrapolations that I just thought of. Please don't take it to heart. We're in the era of getting canceled. And I for sure don't want to get canceled over saying that fat people are poor and they clog up the aisle. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I'll, maybe we'll have to transfer to like YouTube or something. 
But Bill Burr has right. an actual, Bill Burr had this, he's always had that same sentiment or same thought of for the longest time about his hate towards fat people. But then he came to a realization because uh, he said like, I, I can't be doing that anymore, making fun of fat people. And then he, he was always making fun of fat people on airplanes. And then yeah. somebody that was fat, like emailed him and had his back. And he's like, look, this is what happens. I hate, he feels like being fat. He's always been, this guy's always been obese his whole life. And then he wow. feels like he's a burden upon others because of his weight. And then Bill Burr and anyone, like if you read, if you listen to how he reads it, I'll send it to you. And it's like, damn, this guy, now I feel bad because this guy is carrying, no pun intended, the weight of making, not people judge him, but he feels like right. he's making everybody's life more miserable because he's, make, he's made bad decisions, has had no way to control his own thing. So it's right. a microcosm of probably layers of not, no pun intended, but it comes out that way, layers of fat there yeah. that, that, that they're dealing with uh, emotionally. So... I mean, right. uh, also, I mean, and to gain weight in America is pretty fucking easy. Everything that we eat. Gaining weight is the absolute easiest thing to do on the planet. That's why there's so many fat people. That's why people in America are fat. It's so easy. Dude, well, I've been not be fat. You have to have yeah. some drive and some discipline and, and like, dude, I've been running. Food. I've been running a lot like, uh, recently to like yeah. get the, you know, semi summer bod and uh, yeah, summer quarantine. Bod. Oh, yeah. And uh, dude, I've been running uh, maybe like four or five miles every other day yeah uh, and um i haven't lost any weight really? and maybe it's because i've increased my calorie intake by probably two thousand calories yeah but at the, the same time yeah it's just not eating. yeah it's it's yeah. really and that's hard because and it oh it, it's what's worse is like food the cheapest food you can get is the worst food for you so like it's if you're going out for lunch you're like Oh, I could go get a salad. It's going to be $8. The same, right. the same place if you're going to Wendy's, you're getting a salad without a drink is like seven fifty, eight dollars But right. you can get like a whole bag full of food for $4. Like what the fuck? Right. That makes right. no it's, sense. It's backwards. And also the way that we're like educated about food is like so flawed. You know what I mean? It shouldn't have taken me till I was like 25 or 26 yeah. to realize that like sugar is the absolute worst thing in the world. Like <laughs> it shouldn't have taken me that long. Like I should have known that when I was like 10 and people should have been like, Hey, just let you know, like sugar tastes awesome. It's really fantastic. And like, it's yeah. going to bring you a lot of joy, but like just also to let you know, it will do irreparable damage for like yeah. the rest of your life. If you don't like not eat get it, it in all. check. Yeah. But so right. with all of that, let's go back to the flight. The flight was good. Oh, uh, the flight. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm there, you know, no middle seats, so you got this full leg room, and it's the whole experience was like tremendously more peaceful just because there weren't as many people. Like it was quiet. Like you, I didn't realize how loud it is people getting on a plane. It's really loud. All the commotion, the talking, the chit chatter, the moving of the bags, the rustling, all that stuff is extremely loud. Like when mm -hmm. I was on that plane, waiting for waiting for it to finish being boarded, I was like. It's, I feel like I'm in a spa. Like, I felt like I was in a spa. It was like, you know, the white noise of the air conditioning going. There wasn't a lot of rustle and bustle. And it was easy as hell. If it's, if it's, if there's not that many people on a flight, I've only had it a couple times going to random places, either for a job yeah. or it's a late night flight when I was living in Atlanta to BWI. Anyway, I would have some of those, but it's very tranquil. 
uh, and just calming when you're on those flights where it's just, you have the, just the air condition, like the air blowing. People seem to be moving at a slower pace. Everyone's calm. Right. Yeah. And, and, and it's, it's kind of like a spa-like, like if you were saying yeah. that. And it's just yeah. like, it's kind of like, I actually enjoy this. And like everyone talks yeah. about like the 70s, the 60s and 70s was like the, the time to fly. But you also couldn't breathe on them because everyone was ripping six. I can't, yeah. I could not imagine sitting on a flight with a bunch of people ripping six. No, that would be I would throw up. I would throw up too. <laughs> Unless I was but, hammered and smoking six with them, but. Well, you can't get hammered on flights anymore. Did you see that? I saw that. It's. I mean, it's I don't horrible. drink, I definitely don't drink on every flight I go on, but like every once in a while, it's like, okay. Get a, yeah, get a mixed drink. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's, it's something to enjoy while you you know you you're having to sit like you know like a yeah like upright right. and like do yeah. i do i do i even dare try to push the seat back a little bit or is it going to get kicked in the back oh listen to this so on the flight to florida it's only aisles and windows right so i'm on the window seat on the way there that was just my assigned seat whatever it's fine it's good sure. the guy in front of me like we're up in the air the seatbelt sign goes off does an immediate hits the button and slams it back like slams it into my knee pretty hard and i'm six foot six there, yeah. i don't when i sit up straight and it, and, and then i put myself in a position where i'm giving my my um, my femurs the most amount of room from hip yeah. to knee the most amount of room yeah my knees still touch where the right the yeah. safety pamphlet is yeah. so there's no room to move back so he did it he did it and i immediately lean up tap him i don't touch him but i like i tap his seat and i go Excuse me, sir. I'm six foot six. Can you please move your seat back forward? And he just moved it back forward. Did he say, "Oh, I think I'm that's sorry"? What I think that's what. No, he didn't say he was sorry. He had a mask on. You have to wear a mask on a plane, so you couldn't see his face. He had a mask on, but I could sense a little bit of discontent. I could just sense it. You know? What yeah, I mean? but like, I feel bad. Like, if you're that giant fat guy that feels bad about you know the people around him, I just don't want to cause more stress to anybody else. So I take it right. upon myself to just deal with having you know i'm not six foot six i'm six foot three similar situation i'm just like no i'm gonna fucking deal with this let me have no. my ja let me have my jack and coke not if they put their seat back i'll say something but i don't want to yeah, do yeah. that to the people behind me no i i never go back yeah i mean i don't think the the, the chair shouldn't i know there's that whole controversy like four six months ago when like dude that, spirit spirit you can't do shit in those you're in like an aluminum can yeah, and those things like I feel like the seats are gonna like fly off when they like take yeah, off. Yeah, they are. They're like a, it's like a roller coaster seat without the bar coming down. Yeah, no, I like what I, I had it. I got those for work, and I think I took it once to Jersey, just yeah. because it was literally ninety dollars versus like three hundred and forty because I was flying to New yeah. York out of out of uh, so cheap Atlanta. <laughs> so yeah, it's ninety bucks there and back. I'm like, fuck it, let's go. But then, yeah. like, the whole time, I feel like the seat's, like, going to rattle out its bolts. And you're like, oh, fuck! Yeah. <laughs> it's sketchy. It's sketchy. I flew on a Spirit once also. And in the aisle, like, next to me, there was just this, like, person. I couldn't tell if it was a boy or a girl. It was, like, one of those people that, like, like just you couldn't tell. They're, and they so, were just, they're, they're definitely, you know, they definitely, they're definitely not strands. They're just, like, one of those people. Right. It's, like, either that's a very manly woman or a more femininely yeah yeah womanly men yeah yeah and they were just they usually had their hood up too they had their hood up yep, so you're like yeah, hood, hood in a baseball cap hood yeah in a baseball cap and uh they were just like listening to their ipod 
and just like full on lip sync rapping and like moving their arms like they were in a music video the whole flight. But like a two hour flight the whole entire time or like hour and a half flight they were just like, just like do like Jay-Z in a music video, just like arms, you know, ludicrous and that get back, get back, yeah, back yeah. like that where he has like the fake arms and he's just like waving around, it was like that. But, <laughs> so the guy leaned his chair back, I asked him to move it, it was fine. I landed in Florida, absolutely no one in the airport. Flying back, same exact thing. Absolutely no one in the Florida airport. Like, I literally think by flight was like the only flight flying out at that time. Like, yeah. it was just, the people were just at my terminal. Sure. Same deal, very easy. Got to Atlanta, very easy to get out of there. While in Florida, uh, Friday I went fishing, Saturday just basically like laid around at the pool all day, Sunday left. But we went fishing. And uh, just like went out on like a you know like a twenty five twenty seven foot like charter boat. Did you guys to have to? Did you guys pay? <clears throat> yeah, paid some dude. Like it's like a charter, you know, some captain Captain Ron he was. And listen to this about this Captain Ron guy. So we meet him. Has it hasn't Casey? Didn't Casey just go on that a couple of weeks ago with his brother? Or he went with a different guy. His guy was booked, okay. so we went with the the recommended dude, Captain Captain Ron. Ron. Yeah, he was he was awesome. He was a rough and tough motherfucker. I'll tell you that. Yeah. So we meet him, I shake his hand and it's like, I'm not, I don't have a weak handshake by any means, but like, it's the one that's like, like absolutely like dominated mine. I was like, what the fuck is going on? All right. So, all right. So with that, I hate guys or gals that have to like up one up you. It seems like rather going in for a firm handshake, which RIP to the handshake, unless you're in Florida or, uh, I don't know where else you saw. I don't know where else. It was also right. I, I forgot about handshakes too. Like that was the first handshake I've done in a while. It just like happened. I didn't even like really know what was going on. Right. But like the people that go in there like, Hiya! And then they like, like crush your hand. You're like, what he the wasn't even fuck? Like, he wasn't even like that. I just think he's so strong. That's the only, like, that's his lowest level. Like what I got <laughs> was like level two out of 10. Super, super saiyan hands. This guy, you know, all these, these fisher people, they always seem to have like, you know, they're like blue collar fishermen. It's not like they're, they're, they're very, uh, sea, not, I don't want to say sea rough, worthy. Yeah. They, they, they're, they're, they're rough. Yeah. They, they, they yeah, got they're rough, some rough, stories. Yeah. They've, right. uh, so this guy, yeah, they're, they're this good the people things, though. These are the things he told us about his life. He, one, we get the handshake. That's like, oh shit, this guy, you know, he could bend rebar probably. <laughs> the first thing he tells us is like, he used to work in like the dental, like implant, like make dentures and like make fake teeth in the lab, you know, like, and then they send it to the dentist and the dentist puts it in. And he goes, yeah, you see all these front teeth? I made them in my garage last week. And you, you couldn't tell. He like had fake dentures in that he made in his garage. So that's like what we start out on, that he has no teeth, but he made them in his garage last week. Wow, okay, here we go. Then he tells us he played professional volleyball for like 27 years. And this guy was probably like, five eight five nine and he said that like in his prime he had a 41 inch vertical and he could like stand underneath the basketball rim jump up and just like easily dunk and i do believe him because like i could see like what his like legs looked like and his you know traps looked like and then i remembered the handshake and it's like he looked like he had a very athletic build then he proceeds to tell us he was like a kickboxing champion for like a really long time and he told us some like, you know, sparring stories and blah, 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 blah. And like talking about like all this stuff. And he's like, at one point he just goes, 
you're talking about like not like bar fights, but like just like you get into like a tussle or whatever. Yeah. He's like, yeah. I mean, you know, I'm I'm very good at fighting, so like I try not to get into fights because I could do damage. But he goes, if someone's really messing with me, the first thing I just do is I just grab their Adam's apple and twist it. I was like, oh shit. The death grip immediately. (laughs) That will end any fight immediately. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Well, that's how. Right. Well, that's how you know somebody fights because, like, you or me, we think of a fight as like, okay, punch, punch, dodge, punch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, grab each other, go to the ground. People like that. I usually, I usually just yell for mom. Yeah. Or yeah. Exactly. Yell. Or but just run away. Like that's why I'm not trying to fight anybody. But like people like him, their their mindset is. Okay, how do I end this immediately and cause damage to the other person? Which like wouldn't be isn't really my mindset, even though it should be. That's the way you should think about fighting is how do I end this quickly and cause damage? And that's like what a fighter probably thinks about, but I'm like, what the fuck? Grab his Adam's apple. Holy shit. Dude, my, and, mine, uh, mine hurts right now. <laughs> yeah, right, seriously, I'm touching mine. I, yeah. oh. What else? Oh, then he tell he's telling us something. He's just, we're chit-chatting as we're, like, leaving the uh, marina, you know? Yeah. And he says, he, like, says something about his girlfriend. And at first, both my friend and I kind of just, like, you know, shoved it off, like, girlfriend or whatever. And then comes up, he's like, yeah, my wife. And, oh, you know, he says, yeah, my wife doesn't like fishing, but, but like, my girlfriend does or something. And This guy's a badass, like, just. Yeah, yeah, so, and then he, like. And then at that point, like, I understood. I was like, oh, he has a wife and a girlfriend. Like, I it clicked. But my friend, it didn't click immediately. So my friend asked something. It doesn't was totally it, uh, Did you point. guys uh, partake in a couple uh, funky cigarettes before hitting the open ocean? No, we did not. Because it was so early, and it's like fishing is kind of like, you know. Uh, you have to be you know, there, yeah. You have to be there, and you have to, like, be in. Like, you have to be yeah, ready yeah, to, like, yeah. fight a fish, you know what I mean? I, and, I, could, uh, so I don't know your butt. Like, yeah. So my friend was like, so who do you bring fishing? And I'm like, he brings, and because like, I don't think he understood that the girlfriend part was real yet. He thought the girlfriend was just like funny, you know, play around joke. And he's like, so who do you normally take fishing? And I go, well, his wife, he just said his wife doesn't like fishing. So I'm assuming he takes his girlfriend. He goes, yeah, my girlfriend. And then we're both like, wait, what? And he's like, and this is what he says. This is what he says. This is his explanation. He goes, well, you know, I mean, like I'm an old dude. I'm, you know, 63 and my wife's 63. We've been married since we've been 20 years old. You know, she's gone through menopause. So, like, her libido, she's not there anymore. There's no, we don't have sex because. This guy fucks, dude. This guy just, oh, my God. And he goes, and he's like, I'm still, you know, I'm still pretty, I mean, I'm not young, but I still want to have sex. So, uh, you know, in so many words, at one point, she just said, do what you need to do. I just don't need to, like, know about. I thought I thought it was gonna be like that's when you asked both you guys to drop your pants and that was your favorite. <laughs> yeah, he fucked us in the ass. <laughs> no, no, yeah, we're, we just we just left the marina. Speaking and of girlfriends, you're my new yeah, girlfriend's you boys. Swim back now. <laughs> I guess we gotta take the ass bucket. <laughs> no, but he was like, he's like, he's like, yeah, my wife. Like one point, she was just like, yeah, I mean, do what you gotta do. It's just like I don't want to know about it, and then he's like. Yeah, and I got, you know, I found this, you know, young girl, and it's like a good situation, blah, 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 blah. I was like, all right, that's pretty cool. And then, and, and, and uh, then your buddy, after finding that out, probably asked the dude for his autograph, or was probably... Yeah, seriously. Yeah. No. Well, and then, I'm trying to think, I don't remember any other crazy stories, but... I mean, dude, that's a great story to be, like, that's, that's like a story, those just, like, 
come to like you're just going into the day thinking like this could be a nice day i'm hanging out with my buddy we yeah. don't get to see each other that often so it's gonna be a good day on the water hopefully we catch something but right. like as as you get there like it just like it just blossoms into this holy shit this is exactly. gonna be a fucking phenomenal day yeah. just from the story alone this guy is making god put, god put this guy in front of me to make me enjoyed this trip even so much George there exactly yeah. exactly correct then at one point he tells us we used to have a plane like he, he told us like you know I'm a fisher guy I do like other stuff I do you know I do like some light construction work and I you know do some other stuff here and there blah 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 and he's like yeah you know you know he's one of the you know 2008 financial crisis victims which I think a lot of people in Florida were I think hit oh yeah uh, like yeah he'll, he'll hold neighborhoods whole developments Right, because everyone down there was just buying houses on subprime mortgages. Yeah, I actually wow. read I read articles. I didn't watch uh, the the movie, whatever that movie was. I'm just oh, kidding. Yeah, I, yeah. I watched uh, what was that? Uh, fucking the movie with Christian Bale, uh, Steve Carell. Big Short. Big Short. Yeah. There's also another movie that's more directly related to it called Ninety Nine Homes or Ninety Nine Houses. It's got uh, Andrew Garfield and uh, fuck, I'm forgetting his name now. The guy, Michael Shannon, you know, Michael Shannon. I know the names, I know the names. Yeah. And it's literally about like the year before the 2008 financial crisis and Michael Shannon's like a real estate dude. He's doing all this sketchy shit and buying and putting homes. Yeah, my, Andrew Garfield is like a shitty little kid that starts working for him and starts making money and then realizes that this guy is basically just like swindling people and then everything collapses and then blah, blah, blah. It's pretty good movie. Yeah. But he tells, he's telling us like, yeah, well, you know, I used to do this, I used to do this, I, you know, I had houses and blah 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 and he, he's like i used to have a plane i used to fly planes around and like i would fly around where all these fisher people were fishing and like spot the fish and he's like go on the radio and be like hey he'd be like i'd fly like 10 feet above the water and like wiggle my tips and i'd be like this is where you come and get the fish he's like telling us all this shit this is this is when they do have radio at minimum radio co like contact at a time he doesn't need to be like flipping the wings and doing that shit yeah, well, he's and they have GPS. Guy. Oh man, dude, I feel like Florida might be the, one of the last Wild Wests it in the world. Really this guy was a cowboy. I mean, he was yeah. a cowboy. He didn't, he didn't have a horse. He had a fucking boat. You know, and he, he had he had uh, jean shorts. Yeah, uh, I don't think he had jean shorts, but like, I'm gonna. I don't. Now that you said that, my memory has changed to him having jean shorts. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and a white beater. <laughs> yeah, well, you did wear a white beater. Um, <laughs> Well, and then, I mean, and then the fishing commenced. And I mean, let me tell you, I think I'm a professional fisherman. Like, I literally caught 15 fish. Like, I was catching fish left and right. Now, granted, the fish I was catching is called a bonita, which apparently isn't, like, that great for eating. You just, we kept them, and you, he just gives them to the, uh, the shark tour guys, like the guys you, you go out and you get in a little cage and you, like, see some sharks. Jesus and you just Christ. give them to them as chum. Would you but, ever do that? Would you ever do that? No, I don't want to do that. Uh, we saw like three sharks. I saw like three sharks. One, at one point, a shark bit the fish off my line, like as when it was like five feet beneath the water. That sounds awesome. Yeah, there, we saw, saw like three or four like pretty big sharks. Wow. And, uh, but I was like catching these motherfuckers like left and right. Like I was literally like every four casts, I would catch one of these motherfuckers. It was really fun. 
My friend, on the other hand, he did not catch as many, but he was also feeling a little bit uh, seasick. He didn't yak or anything, but he was definitely feeling queasy for a majority of it. But he did catch the only keeping and eating fish that we got. So, what'd you, you guys know, catch? So, I don't remember what it was that we ate, but I will tell you it was good. We ate it like right when we got back. We just, I just put it in like a, a Ziploc bag and I put some melted butter in the bag and then like just doused it with every seasoning I could find in the cabinet and then just cooked it on a skillet with butter. And then I made some guacamole because they had avocado and tomato and onion in the fridge. And then they also had tortillas. So we just like put a smear of guacamole down, broke some fit, a couple, you know, couple little pieces of the flaky white fish and it was delicious sounds like a good weekend man glad you got yeah. to experience that in the covid times hopefully everyone else is getting a little a little taste of those uh, fish tacos too you know yeah i mean just like at this point it's like i know you still got to be safe i know this thing isn't totally gone yet but i'm just getting a little tired of it you know what i mean like i just want to start doing things again agreed agreed 100 yeah. percent i, I 99% of America is with that. I, that I would say even maybe 100%. But right. well, maybe, oh, we'll go 90. But then there's that, like that 10% that are still like, uh, I don't know. I don't know. And they hear the news like, and we're having uh, little blips in certain uh, states and counties where there's more, they're having increase in, in cases. It's like, no shit, it's going to happen. Shut the fuck up, news. Right. Are you trying to ruin everybody's life? It's, I right. hate they the are. news. They are. They, they are. are. And, and and then you know, uh, and, uh, don't watch the do not watch the news, people. It is here yeah, to divide yeah. us and only make us want to stay inside. I've seen some some people go haywire on social media, and I, I can say oh, that yeah. for the next one, or I, I can tell you later. But well, well, and the thing about just a little tidbit on when you hear you know in these every day or in the past week or so, when you hear these tidbits about oh, there's a, it's been two weeks since so-and-so open back up and there's a spike in cases. What they don't tell you is how many tests they're doing. The exactly. amount of tests is, is grown vastly. I mean, right. there's more cases because we're testing more, which means if we had that many tests five months ago, or not five months ago, a month ago, we would see either the same, you know, an equal percentage of tests to positives, or we would see a, a greater percentage of positives to tests because back then it was worse than it is now. But they're but, saying there's, they're not even giving you the, the, the amount of people dying from it anymore. They're just saying that there's right. more, there's an increase in people showing that they're positive to COVID. Right, which doesn't Rather, matter. Well, but it, which it doesn't matter because the amount of testing, like you're saying, is up. So the percentage, even though that the percentage is getting less that people are showing that, or that they have COVID, right. but the amount of people that you're testing is going to a leading increase of people that, are, that test positive. And they're right. not going with the death. So, like, if you look at it by a truly statistical number standpoint, at this point, if you're not getting, if you're truly not giving the whole story, they're just using it as to keep fear. And it's, oh yeah, it's also affecting the economy like no other. Like the second people like talk about, okay, there there was an increase of, there they don't even give you the numbers. There was an increase of five. They don't give you the number of five people that had it. But the, the, any story that says there was an increase in people that tested positive in Vegas. Uh, with COVID over the last month. It's like, yeah, no shit, you're gonna have more cases. But the second right. that, that the story hits the newsstand or you know, social media, Twitter, CNN, 
fuck you, all of both of you, and Fox News for that matter. And the second it hits that, the market just fucking tanks again. It's like, stop. Yeah. Right. And also the only numbers that really matter, which were the only really, the really the only numbers that mattered at the beginning is how many hospital beds there are. That's the issue. It's not how many people have it because a majority of the population upon getting the disease will be fine. The people who won't be fine are old people and people with pre-existing pre pre uh, illnesses that don't mix well with the corona. So if we have 5,000 more cases this week in Florida, but they're all, for, you know, 4,700 of them are people between the ages of 25 and 45, 100 people are between the ages of 45 and 50, and 100 people, you know, and the other 100 people are 55 and up. Really, all that matters is the 100 people that are 55 and up. Because yes. the other 3,900 or whatever number I started out with, minus 100, they're going to be fine. They're not going to go to hospital beds. They're not going to clog the system. Everything's going to be okay. Right. But right. they just say, oh, there's 5,000 people. And they're like, oh. Yeah, it's, it's unreal. It's, it's, it's horrible. So with that, let's, uh, there are some topics here that I wanted to talk about. Yeah, what are they? So I got the only reason that we're going to talk about TJ Maxx here, and I think it's a great topic, TJ Maxx Home Goods, is that the other day I finally got my only COVID story from the week is that I went and got my hair cut. And uh, I walked in, and I didn't think, I, like, I saw that the hair cuttery was open. And... <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah. I, well, I was going to go to sports clips, and I didn't want to go to a barbershop and spend 50 bucks. I was like, look, just buzz the shit off. It's basically what I'm going to do. Yeah. Because uh, my hair, you can't do anything with it. It's fucking, I look Crackless. like a crack. It's, it's, it looks like I have crack hair. I can't do anything with it. Hey, you know what my favorite hors d'oeuvres are? Uh, okay, what? Cheese and crack hairs. <laughs> Cheese and crack hairs. That's it. That yeah, one. We should have. Uh, we should have started with that. That would have been better. But anyway, so <laughs> I went to get uh, my crack hair cut, and yeah. I walk in, and I, you know, I have the mask on. They have the mask on. There's nobody in there. There's two uh, ladies that are working, and, and the first lady's like, "Do you have an appointment?" I'm like, I look around. I'm like, "No," and she's like, "Oh, well, you have to have an appointment." I'm like, "Uh, are you sure?" <laughs> Because like yeah. nobody, I didn't want to say that. She's like, "Oh well, you know, the person that was supposed to be in here right now canceled, so we'll take him." Like that's a bullshit story, but I'll yeah. fucking get a haircut. Yeah, so anyway, what? It's right next to a TJ Maxx in this shopping center, and I don't understand that place. I was probably closed up until like last week, but people were standing to get into a TJ Maxx home goods store. It might have just been a home goods store. You know how they're the same thing. I think it's just yeah, a home goods at this at this yeah. location. But people were there were like twelve people deep outside at minimum when I went in to get my haircut. There might have been twenty people waiting outside to go into fucking home goods. What do you need at fucking home yeah. goods? But right. that's the same story at uh, back in my hometown when I went to go get my dog a bed. I was like, I need to get him a new bed. I'll get him get it before I go to my parents' house and I'll just have it for when I you know come back home. I go in there, it's yeah. a Sunday, it's a Sunday at like probably one in the afternoon. Go in there, and this is before COVID, the place is fucking packed. I couldn't get a cart, uh, m you know, moms and, you know, young, you know, uh, women must be obsessed with it. I, I really don't understand. It was like, it was like, 
the go-to shop, like people go, like it's a thing to do to go to TJ Maxx yeah. and home goods thing, which, and then the people, I, there was no way I was going to wait in the line because it zigzagged through their like hodgepodge shit that they try to make you buy at the end. Anyway, uh, yeah, I, I just don't understand why people shop there all the time because then you see them walk well, out there, they're buying like, like fake ass prints. Like, why do you need to buy a fake ass print today? You know, I think you, did, I think you do know why. You said it, but you just glazed over it. Women love buying shit. I mean, that's a it's, fact. Women okay, love yes. buying so shit. I, I mean, it's, it's pooped up. I, I, yeah. pooped up and just clicking shit on Amazon and, and jcrew.com. And they're like, they're not getting their fix. You know, it's like a, it's like a heroin addict who's just been like, you know. It's like know, being a, a little, it, yeah. little, like little, uh, you know, touch. Nummy, a little nummy, a little nummy. And now they're getting it mainline, and they got to get out there. They got to look at the prices. They got to get the deals, baby. They got so, coupons. Look at how many coupons they yeah. have saved up. In there. So, like, so I just don't. Well, I do get it. Like girl, girls like to shop. I guess it's like the new wave Pier One Imports or something like that. Because that shit went under. You can't buy your candles. You can buy everything at the TJ Maxx, I guess. But yeah, yeah. But I thought it was so funny. Like I didn't understand. Maybe it's because it's like the only shopping center in my small town. Maybe besides Walmart. Yeah. But uh, there's a there's a girl, she graduated a year uh, before, I did, or she's a year older than me. She was a Ravens cheerleader. Cute, nice, oh. yeah, girl. Anyway, uh, I, and you know she's got a family now or whatever. Anyway, the first thing like she posts and like you know how on Facebook like you're going through your feed. I don't even know if you're on that anymore. I just don't do shit. Uh, on I it. look at it like once every three months or something. But the, their, their comment, and this all goes with my thought process, is like, sure, comment is like, does anyone know when the home goods and blah, blah, blah town is going to open again? Like, in big, bold letters, I'm like, what the fuck do you need that you can't get on yeah. Amazon? Or what the hell are you right. buying? And then yeah. I was, and then I, I like, I sat in my car after I got my hair cut, and I was just like looking at the store. I'm like, let me see what the fuck people are walking out of. One was like a giant, like $10 fake print another one was right. like a, a lampshade and another yeah. one was a throw pillow but <laughs> we do know they have a good they have a good assortment of throw pillows. Pillows. I mean, there's, there's no denying that. yeah 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 but uh so that was that was my covid story nice. uh from the week but then the, the topics i wanted to go into was this also kind of deals with covid and it's you have your own entrepreneurship thing which everyone should have another side way to make money or something that they do i, I me, myself, I like to try to think of like things that I can design that I think are cool, that I want, and then potentially if it's made well, I can potentially like sell a couple. It's always been the dream. Right. And uh, I know you, what you do is more sustainable, and I, I, I actually, rather than <laughs> do what I was about to do, I looked at the pricing for getting a pressure washer, which is <laughs> honestly. I, I mean, I also do it just because it's like, it's like fun. Like, yeah, I do get extra money for it, but it's just like a nice little like three to four hour activity to do on a Saturday. It's great. And, and, and like, yeah. especially with the weather now, it's like, all right, I, I'm destroying shit with the pressure washer. Mm -hmm. I'm get, it's, it's, it's hot outside, but I'm still kind of cool. I'm yeah, getting, I'm getting cool. Yep. Yeah. And I'm, I'm being paid to do this. Do you, how do you fit it into your car, by the way, though? Oh, baby, you can fit anything in that car. Absolutely anything. What do you drive? Room, just, I drive a Prius, man. I was going to say, you drive a Prius, right? Yeah. Oh, it fits in there easily. I mean, without any issue whatsoever. I put the pressure washer, I put my two surface cleaners, and I can fit up to like, you know, probably 
200 feet of garden, you know, water hose and, and probably a hundred, you know, a hundred feet or so of, of pressure hose. Yeah. No issue, no issue whatsoever. I mean, I've fit, I've fit a, a 60 inch TV in the back. Shit. Well, my, my mom had one when we were younger and they fit a, uh, you know, a, a boxed up gas grill from, from Costco in the back, like a, like a six or an eight Pretty burner gas grill. Know that now that you say it, like I've only ri- driven or ridden, excuse me, in a Prius maybe a handful of times, but I, I am always surprised by how much room is in there once you sit yeah. down in there, and then like you turn around, you're like, wow, what the fuck? It's, it's incredibly it's, spacious. Yeah, it's it's unreal. Like you know, I drive just a Honda Accord. I don't think I could, I could probably fit the pressure washer and some hose in there, but I don't think I could fit the sixty foot. You know, see, excuse me, sixty inch TV in there, right? Or a grill. I can't do that shit. So, right. Anyway, yeah, I mean, regardless of how like gay it is and bitch ass and mayo ass it is, it's a fantastic car. Like if 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 there was some sort of rule that happened and it was like we can if we if if we keep going on the track that we're going as a country right now, we just become full ass communists. <laughs> And everyone has to drive the same car. We are we are I going that way. Everyone should have to drive a Prius. It can do everything. It can fit five people. It can fit. It can fit four people, four suitcases, and drive to the airport. It gets you know forty plus miles to the gallon. It's not fast. It's not flashy, but like it does everything an automobile should do. That less than just getting you from A to B. It will one always one hundred percent get you from A to B. But then there's so many things that it also does and, and very well without issue honestly i think tesla for their their concept truck took the prius and just doctored it up a little bit to be honest with you yeah i mean you're not wrong about that i well, think they like they did some offsets they did a couple flipping of a yeah. couple like things because honestly if you took if this was pokemon or digimon and then you saw right. the evolution of the prius it would become the tesla truck at the end of its yeah evolution. seriously that's that's actually a very good point and so whether it was done directly or not, it probably just has a lot to do with aerodynamics because I know the Prius- Don't they look a lot alike now that we're talking no, about? No, they 100% it. do. Now that you're saying that, it's like, yeah, it just looks like they made it bigger, made it more angular, and they cut the back end off so that's yeah. a truck. Yeah. But the Prius, like, I remember reading about it, like, in 2010 when I would, like, read all the automobile magazines and stuff, but they, like, really designed it for, like, aerodynamics. That's why it looks so ugly because it's just made to cut through the air better than- better than not and i would assume the which Tesla makes so much sense is doing going along the same line so mm-hmm. that they can you know get the best mileage and it's a big massive thing and not just be a brick going through the wind so that they whether it was on i would, I would assume it wasn't on purpose and it's just a uh, result of you know trying to be as you know aerodynamic as possible but yes they do they they don't not look similar like if an alien came down and you were like look at these two things they'd be like Oh, that's the same family of robots. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, going with that. So entrepreneurship, you, the, the pressure washing is a great thing. I sent you a couple of photos earlier. So I had this concept thing because I'm one of those consumers that was stupid enough to buy a Yeti yeah. Yeah, because I thought it was cool. And like, I, I don't think it's on the podcast, but I think we talked about it. Like I, the only times that I've used it is because when uh to move laundry basically from <laughs> atlanta to here and it's, it's sitting yeah oh no i think i was talking to another buddy but 
yeah, it's basically a glorified $350 hamper. Right. So, and then I, I'm my, you know, I'm going to the beach in a couple of weeks to my parents' place. Yeah. And I was like, I got to bring it to the beach. I got to do this, but I'm not, I don't want to be lugging it to and from, you know, one of my brothers and myself. Right. Uh, I w- it's not that far from the beach, but like, I want to still got to lug it. Yeah. yeah I still got to lug it. I was thinking about coming up with this, like, you know, concept like moon rover, beach rover thing. And those are the photos that I sent over to you. What, what do you yeah. think of this? I mean, it looks like a good a schematic for sure. Yeah. So what would you make it out of though. I didn't read like. Any- so yeah, I didn't get, like, it would be made out of like, uh, what I was thinking of like metal uh, of sorts. Yeah. I, I was thinking aluminum, you know, not like, like aluminum foil, light aluminum, because it would be light and you could put it on there and it would still be sturdy. Or, uh, yeah, or, or uh, you know, steel, but then have it powder coated, both of which. And then add like a nice, like not a candy blue, but like an ocean blue to it. So it would like pop right. oh, once you got right. it to the beach. Yeah. So, and then I already bought the Moon Rover tires for it, which you can get oh, on you did? it. Yeah. They're for, pretty for, cool. For I'm a sorry? preliminary like uh, prototype, you could probably build most of it out of like, metal studs so yeah i, I think i'm gonna go ha- go have to uh go that route excuse me but rather than going to the beach this past weekend which i could have because my family was down there yeah i decided to stay back because i took my concept because i was talking to uh, i only got a hold of one i guess metalworks or you know custom fabricator here in, in baltimore he had like he had five stars from 12 people and it was like custom metals and he's like fixed a bunch of things welded it i was like I'll go over to this guy. It's right up the street, maybe like five miles, not even, maybe three. Uh, yeah. drove, and he's like, yeah, just come by, bring your uh, design. We'll, we'll take a look. We'll talk. I was like, shit, this guy sounds like a nice guy. And he is a nice guy. Yeah. So he, we looked at it, at it in his shop. I couldn't see anything that looked like of anything nice. And, I, and his website had nothing on it. Like it was just yeah, literally, yeah. it was like selfies of him. I'm like, uh, this is kind of weird. But then he had a real shop. And there was like real people working there. They were welding something in the shop. I, I didn't go in because we're still trying to keep the distance, like COVID stuff. Mm-hmm. And I show him, he's like, oh, this is a really cool idea. Like, I like it. You could do X, Y, and Z with it. And so he was talking it up. He knew what he was talking about. And brainstorming. Then, yeah, brainstorming. It was a good conversation. And then he's like, yeah. I was like, so do you think, do you have, any, have you done anything like this before? He's like, not really. But, you know, it's not something out of our realm. We have like master welders here that we can do. I'm yeah. Like, Okay. And then being from construction, I know what things cost. So, right. and so do you, I don't know if you've ever had it and you're wearing an Atlanta steel thing or something, which is yeah. kind of ironic that you're wearing that. But yeah. Uh, anyway, so I was, you know, I wanted a price and I'm not going to agree. And this guy's like, almost, yeah, yeah, we, we're not, we're not going to gouge you. We're not going to gouge you. I'm like, okay, but do you have any ballparks? Like I got to get some quotes in cause we don't have a, you know, a plasma cutter or, you know, a CNC mill to cut the metal, like the yeah. logo thing, which I think would be cool on the back. Uh-huh. I, and I've had to do side projects myself before. I wish I knew how to weld, which I think I'm going to have to learn how to do after this. Yeah. But so the ones that you can get from Yeti or like one of their competitor brands that they make it just for the same uh, uses that I, what I'm doing right now, guess what their price range is for? Uh, 250 they're $550, Yeah, they're expensive. So thinking of it, and this guy's like, oh, dude, dude, this is a, you look like a guy that, you know, could take this, you know, this would be a great prototype for you to use. And then potentially yeah. we could start making more. I'm like, yeah, good thinking. This is maybe, maybe somebody on the beach will come up. I'm like, I'm not going to like 
I'd be like, yeah, where'd you get that? That's cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then you know, make a hundred bucks off of every one. It's still in the. It's still gonna happen, I think. Right. Even if I sell like five of them, but there is a market for it. Anyway, I've done I've done side projects on the side, uh, or you know, for you know other school projects, and it's never been that much much. And then projects I've done with former companies. I know how much things should be priced out. So today he finally gets back. Well, he sends over, I finally ask him for a couple photos of what he's done. He's like, Hey man, there's nothing on your website. Can you send me some of the projects that you've done in the past? Yeah. And then he sends me like two projects. One was like a steel overhang for like a, you know, biz new business center. And I was welding. looking at the like, yeah, yeah. Building. And I was like looking at the welding and like, ah, yeah, it looks a little, uh, I know you're yeah. gonna look, put a coat of paint over that shit, but it's like, ah, not good. Then he right. sends me like one fence, like like a door frame to uh, like somebody's backyard. And it had some like intricate like design on the top, like some like sunflowers and metal work up top. I was like, that's cool. But then I'm looking at the welding that connects it from, you know, those like art pieces to the top of the, you know, the two inch frame metal fence. Mm -hmm. I'm like, mm -hmm. God, it looks like fucking uh, somebody used super glue. And then I looked at the framework and you could see, you know, it's bad welding when you can see, even in like the shitty photos that he sends over to me. Yeah. You can see holes through where it's welded. It's like, I could fucking do this shit, dude. Yeah, yeah, that's not good. Yeah, yeah. Like, like it's not even a full like covered seam. Like this is not good right. shit. And then also the problem is they're welding like, you know, carbon steel. If you wanted to make this out of like aluminum or something or like very, very light steel and they're, yeah. they're blowing, they're blowing through, you know, a two by two tube or whatever. Yeah. Gonna, you know, just melt the whatever light gauge. Yeah. And aluminum stuff you want. So I'm like kind of rolling my eyes at this point. Then I'm, I started calling him. I started calling. Of course, if you're doing something, always get three quotes, everybody out there at least when you're yeah. getting something. So this guy finally texted me today. He's like, finally got the quote in. Guess how much he tried to uh, say the materials were. This is literally- uh, Just the material? Two foot by, looking at, looking at the photos that I sent you, it's a two foot by maybe 16 inches cart that you can buy at Walmart that I could put together for $60. Right. $60 right. at Walmart, basically. And his material cost? Was... His materials cost. Was it like five hundred dollars? Six hundred fifty dollars. Yeah, more than just buying the damn. So six, yeah, there. yeah. And then guess how much he was like? And then you know, with labor and costs, guess how much he said what the labor cost was going to cost? It would be a total. It would total out to be like twelve or fifteen hundred. Twenty-four thousand. Oh, excuse me, twenty-four hundred dollars. Two thousand four hundred dollars. Yeah, like, and then I'm not going to give him the time of day to send a text back. I'm like. Go fuck yourself. Yeah, go fuck yourself, dude. You say no, you're not gonna, crazy. you're not gonna, you're not gonna gouge me, and then you send me. I could buy a fucking jet ski. Yeah, I was gonna say you could buy a motorcycle. Yeah. Like, what the fuck is this guy doing? Yeah, that's crazy. And, dude, I, and like, the, I, I show up in a Honda Accord wearing fucking shorts. Like, he thinks I made of money. Thinks I'm a fucking idiot, dude. Fuck you. Yeah. No, you gotta find. Yeah, you gotta look. You either so. I mean, I looked at the materials that I could, I could buy at a fucking Home Depot. I just yeah, don't know how to buy, fucking weld. I just don't know how to weld. Iron and you, you don't even technically have to weld. You could drill through. And then bolt it together. Yeah. Bolt it all together. Technically. Yeah. I mean, you could do that. You they could, could cost me. Like, cut shit up and stuff, which like, you know, you'd have to buy an, you know, an ankle grinder and, 
and you know the hardware and stuff but it wouldn't be crazy if you just got like very you know lightweight angle iron and you could easily make a rectangle with some stress you know supports across the bottom yeah the handle coming up this way see yeah out. exactly yeah and it's it fucking be, easy and then you just buy you can go to home depot and literally just buy an axle like you can buy a small right axle. yeah 2400 dollars, dude yeah. what? and then you do it all with bolts without a doubt dude the guy i'm pretty sure he just didn't want to do it so you gave it like a yeah, astronomical price but like it's still it's like dude don't you want i don't understand when people like small businesses that are seemingly and especially at a time like this are hurting probably for business why right. why does it always seem like this contractor or the the sub that you're hiring in some cases they price themselves out of it and then they complain they're not complain complain about not getting work excuse me it just right. baffles me it baffles me well i'll give you an example i was talking to some guy this week to do some pressure washing and like he has like a really big driveway and like i was like all right the price to do the driveway is like 550 dollars and i yeah. was like 50 more dollars for your front steps and then he's like asked about the sidewalk in front of his house. And I was like another $25. Or whatever. And then like, I didn't hear a response back. So I like texted him. I was like, Hey, are you ready to like proceed with pressure washing or whatever? And he's like, well, it's a little bit, I was a little bit, it's a little bit more than I was expecting to pay. And I was like, okay, well, I'm, you know, I can work with you on this we can work with you. And so he was just like, well, what if we just do it all for the five fifty? And I was like, yeah, sure. Okay. We'll do that. Cause I'd rather have the $550 yeah. Yeah. than not get 625 it's, it's, a, it's a it's a part of the you know negotiations anyway right and it's not like I, i'm not gouging him at all he's got a massive driveway it's probably gonna take me four to six hours to do this whole thing but like yeah. you know i'd rather do that than just not do anything you know right yeah no 500 dollars is good money yeah right but agreed so it's like one he probably priced you out he probably to be honest with you probably based upon what you're telling me about the photos you saw probably just well, you might also not have been like totally confident in being able to do it well yeah. and then you get the product and you're like what the fuck is this and then you're like you need to fix this and he's like well thank god i charged him twenty four hundred dollars because this only cost me like a thousand dollars to do and now i can eat into some of that excess profit and overhead on like fixing up this shit i mean the thing literally should cost him literally 150 dollars to do it should yeah yeah i mean realistically yeah maybe $50 in material and you know, maybe more than that. It could be a day, a whole, it could be a full day for one welder. Yeah, guy. So maybe, I mean like you know, 20, that? 30 bucks an hour times eight or two, you know, $240, maybe it costs a total of, of 450 to make the whole thing, which is almost as much as buying it, but that's yeah. kind of how that works. You know, they're, they're making the shit in bulk. They're making a one off. So it's yeah. like, that, that wouldn't be crazy. Like right, if they came right. back and said, it's going to cost me $550 to make it. And that's the same as buying it from the place. Like, okay, yeah, sure. I'm making my own unique thing. This is a prototype. I'm going to learn from it. There's a lot yeah. more that I'm getting out of right, it. Right. Spending $550, but $2,400. Yeah. I'd rather have a jet ski <laughs> yeah. or, or, or put money down on a new car. Like, I don't know. Right, anything. Much, yeah. anything. Yeah. So that was, that was the entrepreneurship uh, conversation I wanted to have. You know what, you know what little project I'm really thinking about doing? I've been researching a lot. Sure. I want to get a, like a beach cruiser bike and put a two stroke motor on it. Oh, those, you see people do that all the time. And then like, I was talking to my dad about like something of the similar, and we were talking about, you know, fixing up things, building your own thing. Yeah. Like there's so many YouTubes that you could probably just watch and learn how oh, to do I've it watched. yourself. And like, yeah. And it's, it's, 
YouTube now, we were talking about it. This is something I'm talking about with my old man, who's not, he was never very, he's not, he is tech savvy, I should say that. But like, we were talking about, I guess he was talking to my mom about uh, YouTube and how it used to just be like a goof spoof kind of, and we were talking, I was like, it's only happened in the last maybe five to, it's when it started back when we were in high school, I guess when it started getting- Started in 2008, I think. Yeah, when we were in high school, it was just all people being goofy, funny, and yeah. trying to like get people to watch you do stupid shit, like shooting a basketball from 500 right. yards away through a shotgun or some shit. Yeah. And then now it's like, all right, well, I don't know how to do this on my computer. You type something in, and then you get, hello, my name is Habib. I am from Canada, and yeah. uh, my mother's from Mexico, and uh, I'm going to show you how to do X, Y, and Z. And they show you in two seconds. And you're like, yeah, holy amazing. fuck. And then like something like what I'm talking about. And then of course, put, putting a two uh, stroke motor on a bike and having it something as to cruise on the beach or something like that. Right. It's fucking well, I mean, bullshit. not on a beach, but like, I would just like, kind of like to have it to just like cruise around. You know, it might be, it'd be fun just to like zip down to a fucking quick trip or whatever and get a stickers yeah. and be like, that'd be like a fun thing to do. And it's also like, it, I've watched probably 25 YouTube videos on it already it's not the hardest thing in the world to do. Like yeah. you just got to get a bike and then you buy one of these, you can buy a kit, like you can buy an engine and it comes with all like the hardware to hook it up to a bike and a gas tank and the lines and all that shit. It's like not the hardest thing in the world to do. I think it would be kind of fun. The only thing is like, I don't want to buy a brand new bike for it. Like I'd, I'd rather buy like a used. Dude, Craigslist or eBay, you can find Dude, anything. I, I, I checked Craigslist a couple times and like the selection wasn't that fantastic. But there are a couple of like, actual bike shops near me no no i wouldn't i just go there and be like hey like what do you have any like used bikes and oh dude they'll, they'll talk i'm sure they'll talk your ear off about like what you should be looking for even if you don't buy from them oh yeah yeah of course i mean you go into a store like that's what they're trying to do but i'm not buying a, a new bike i would just be like you know if you if someone if you find a, a beach cruiser that's in good shape here's my number call me i would like to buy it but like you know to, uh, I don't want to get like a dorky like half mountain bike. I'd want to have like a beach cruiser so it looks like I'm. It kind of looks like I'm not trying. You know what I mean? Dude, put like some put some bike. fat tires on it too. Oh, dude, that'd be badass. Well, I was thinking that too, but the fat tires I feel like would be like too much resistance. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it, like a two stroke already is like, I mean it'll move me, but I'm I'm pretty heavy, so like it's already. It's an uphill battle for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that thing's gonna be going. Yeah, the yeah, smoke's yeah, gonna yeah. be coming out of shit. You're yeah, like, I don't, I, I don't want to use the pedals. I'm not going to even try to use them. No, I'll have to use the pedals, I'm sure. But yeah, uh, yeah I don't know. I mean, dude, side jobs, side jobs, and doing like your own thing. I know that we were just shitting on hobbies, but these are like more things that you could use and like. Well, no, Corona's over now. You can do hobbies. Now. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, Sorry. Yeah. Corona, the fake hobbies, excuse me, excuse me. Oh, fake yeah, hobbies yeah. are over. During yeah. Corona, don't do hobbies. Sit around and, you know, pick your nose. Yeah. Now you can do hobbies. Real life, we're getting back into it. Well, people now are going to be like, oh, I ran out of time. Dude, this is funny as shit. So we were talking about, I think, last podcast, which I still need to finish up and put post. I might, just, I might just put them all on one rather than a two-parter because it's people just, I like pause them whenever they want. Anyway, uh, I, I was telling you and maybe two, three listeners that I, I knew the second that we would go back, people would start – taking their, vac- their vacations. So this one yeah. dude hit me up on a, like, like Friday last week. He's art Wednesday. We have deadlines all the time, which is 
phenomenal uh, engineering construction side of things, at least here in Maryland, is still fucking doing well. So I'll be having yeah. a job until they find somebody better than me. Uh, but this guy's like on Wednesday, he's like, hey man, we're trying to submit, submit this Friday. I'm going on vacation. And he hasn't been in the office for probably, uh, I don't know, three months. Right. And, and then he's, then he's wanting to submit it or he tell, told the client that he's submitting it without having a conversation with those that are dogs going to, you know, putting their lives on the, the line every day, going into the office, you know, smoking crack and all that shit and too, you know, anyway, yeah. that was, that was a horrible attempt at a joke and it's, it felt very short. It felt, but all right. It's, uh, anyway, the guy's like, Hey, can you, we need to submit this Friday. Can you work on this Jack? I'm like, uh, I might have some time and my boss comes over. He's like, dude, no, we're not, we're not doing that. We got to get this other thing. And I was like, yeah, sure. That's fine. I thought I could do X, Y, and Z. But then another guy, and I don't fault him because he's been in the office, been doing his job. He, the guys, I, I want to say he's in his sixties, but he doesn't, he's like close to 70, but he tries to pretend he's not that old. And it's just like, or not to let it on. I don't want to be like, how the fuck old are you, dude? Cause yeah. he's got like, like white, white hair, like waddles around i'm like you're a cool dude but like man dude just it might be time but anyway yeah he, he, he's coming in risking his life his wife's life during yeah. these you know covid and he's in there and then he he finally took a week off to spend time with his grandchildren and stuff i get it people are gonna take vacation but yeah. this guy the first week that everybody comes back to the office he's on fucking he's on vacation and then monday morning i have to you know in between go like watching people at TJ Maxx getting my fucking haircut, I have to do all of the shit that he was supposed to do Friday or last week. I have to do all that and then try to get in by two o'clock so that the lady can drive it all the way across the state of Maryland to get it hand deliver it. Oh my god! And it's fucking like what the fuck? And then my boss was pissed. Yeah. And he's like, he doesn't have anything saved. I'm like, no. And then the guy's on vacation the whole week, so no one can talk to him. Right. Uh, that's my little bit all right, dude. My office today and I probably tomorrow is like empty. Like I don't know where everyone went, but like I'm assuming they all went on vacation, but like it was empty today. I mean like yeah. empty. And like I would assume the same I mean the same things. I know that uh, you know two or three people are on vacation and the other ones are like maybe they're on vacation, maybe they're not, but like yeah. it was empty. Unreal. Unreal. So we are uh, ready for the uh, next uh, couple topics here as we move yeah, what forward. You got? Before uh, we get to the next topics, I'm going to take a quick break. Pee break? I need to pee. Yeah, pee, grab a drink, whatever. Yeah. We, I'm we'll not be drinking back. this time. I kind of forgot, but it's all right. Grab yourself a Seltz, dude, or whatever you drink. Yeah, I don't have anything, but I'll, I have to pee. It's, it's fine. Everything's uh, okay. All right, all right. Jack Taylor here signing off. For part one, part two, coming at you hot. A lot of topics on the next portion of the podcast. Episode seven, you have youth, pornography, bus trips, bullying, copying homework, and plenty more stories. Just shooting the shit. Jack Taylor, Lynn Thomas. Enjoy the rest of the podcast. Enjoy your summer. Stay safe. And hug a loved one. Do it. Listen in. Part two. On Spotify. Let's go.